0: Welcome back to the At The Yard Podcast. I am your host, Les Lukacs. I'm joined today by Joey Cohen, and Joey and I are going to break down the recent SoCal Underclass Games. Joey, before we get started, tip of the cap to you on the roster you assembled for this event. It was just absolutely loaded. I wanted to make sure people are aware that this is all you're doing uh, for getting these quality players at this event, man, this was just uh, an outstanding event once again at USD, who was just a phenomenal host for us.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Um, You know, I think me and you, one thing that we have in common is our, our kind of love for the underclass player. You know, there's so much to dream on with those players Um, especially the ones that we got there on Saturday. I tried to, you know, formulate the roster, for, you know, more of an uncommitted, you know, player just to drive the coaches out there. And we got a good amount of coaches out there, which was really cool to see. We had about, I think, 10 to 15 colleges there. A couple, you know, Pro Scouts came came out, which was, you know, really cool to see that. Um, and, yeah, it was awesome. We got to get in a lot of ABs for these guys. I think most guys got four ABs. Pitchers got to, you know, show their complete repertoire. And it, it was a really fun day out at USD.
0: Yeah, you know, the, the format of the event was a showcase there in the morning and then followed by uh, a game, uh, like you said. And, and you know, when we told those guys that they were getting four, some of those guys, I think, got five at-bats. I mean, their eyes just kind of lit up. You know, they were they were pretty stoked about that. So uh, they got a chance to face some quality arms, as we'll jump into here in a minute. But uh, just all in all, top to bottom, I think it was arguably the the best SoCal underclass games we've had so far, uh, you know, and that's saying a lot because last year's was was just as loaded as this one. Um, but the, just the depth on this event was really impressive. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I tried to, to bring in good balance here, not just, you know, in terms of the depth by position, but depth, you know, by class. We brought in a few 27s that were, you know, able to hold their own, which was really cool to see, but you know, an equal amount of 26s and 25s too that, you know, that the 26s even um, were able to compete with those 25s really well. And, you know, it kind of helped to bring out those college coaches because, you know, with the recruiting scene nowadays, you know, a lot of coaches are done with those 24s, and it was good to see, you know, them show out to see these really incredible 25s and 26s and some 27s.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the 27s. We we don't have any on our list to talk about today, but, you know, it's worth mentioning a couple of those guys uh, you know Gomez and Garcia; those guys were really good, and as was uh, Dory and Valencia. That guy was uh, really, really impressive. So a lot bright future in SoCal with the 27s. But uh, you know, without further ado, let, let's jump into this. And uh, you know, the first guy we want to you know talk about here, uh, Thomas Gonzalez, a pitcher infielder. Uh, Joey, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I thought he was just a really intriguing player to watch throughout the whole day on Saturday. You know, he's a smaller, athletic player. Ran a solid you know, 702-60, and, you know, and defensively the athleticism played. Um, he, he worked on the outfield f- first, and, you know, he showed a strong arm, and in um, the infield that arm played as well, showing really good def- fundamental actions. And um, at and BP, there was, a, you know, good flash of bats beating really good, loud impact. But the thing that was really intriguing was him on the mound. I mean, you know, him being 5'10", probably, you know, 150-160, He's throwing from that you know lower release height, and combine that with him sitting mid 80s and having that good you know vertical break coming from that you know that that higher release slot. That fastball played up really well, and I'm sure you got to see it from you know behind him when you were calling the game. But he was inducing a lot of swing and misses off that fastball, and then combine that with some of the spin he was throwing. He was spinning that you know both a curveball and a slider at a you know above average spin rates. I think sitting in the 2500s, and really had a a good fading changeup as well. So just really a complete showing for him on Saturday. And I'm excited to see him develop, you know, at Jay Sierra.
0: Yeah. You know, you're right. I was, I was behind the mound there calling balls and strikes. And, you know, in addition to the things you just mentioned, I just loved the way he competed, right? Like he would throw a pitch and, you know, he knew it was good and, you know, he'd kind of strut off the mound. And, uh, you know, he's got a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of that moxie that you look for in a pitcher and, and, you know, he was competing, you know, like, there was one that was borderline. I called it a ball. He just kind of flashed me a smile. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, he's like, he's like, did, you know, did that mess? And I was like, you know, just, just off the plate, man. I'm like, but it was a good pitch. And, uh, you know, we found that with uh, quite a few of these guys that we're going to talk about, but, you know, he's just really competitive players. What I liked about him. And, you know, you mentioned his, his, his measurables there, 5'10", 160, but it's a solid 160, man. He, you know, the thick lower half and you know, square shoulders already. It's, he's pretty well put together.
1: Yes. I a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, athletic testing wise, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he was a pretty good jumper as well on our, on our swift testing. You no, know, he, he kind of is that that athlete that comes out of those Trinity league programs that we're going to talk about a few more uh, as well in this podcast. But um, yeah. And then in terms of the pitching, like one thing that, you know, I was doing, I was taking a lot of open side video throughout the day, trying to grab, you know, hitting video for these, for these guys. And, as um, the players were walking back to the dugout after striking out against him, they were just, you know, they were telling me how nasty he was. And I like to hear those those reactions coming back and kind of tells you how, how good the stuff is just from a player's standpoint.
0: Yeah, they, it didn't look like guys were, were very comfortable in the box against him, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, I, and you know, I, I another kind of Trinity guy that I know you were really, you know, you liked – and that you're really high on coming into today was Hanoian over at Orange Lutheran.
0: Yeah. You know, Wyatt Hanoian, uh, you know, obviously the, the last name probably sounds familiar to baseball fans, you know, his older brother, Tristan Hanoyan played at Olu, uh, you know, went off to play division one baseball, uh, you know, before wrapping up at Concordia, but Wyatt, you know, is, is one of those guys that, just plays the game the right way, right? Their dad, Greg, with, you know, played on that last USC national championship team. So baseball is in their blood. And I mean, the thing that impressed me was just how physical he is now. I mean, the lower half is much more pronounced, it's strong. The upper half is, is equally as strong. And, you know, we saw that during BP with the 91 mile an hour exit below. The hands are incredibly quick. Both defensively and at the plate. You know, he had a hand speed of 25 miles an hour, according to Blast, and, you know, and really good bat speed for only a sophomore at 73 miles an hour. And he squared up a couple balls in game. One, I think, was caught in the outfield, but, you know, another one was just like a missile to left center field from the left side. And, you know, pretty good runner on the bases. The straight line running speed during the 60 wasn't great, but, uh, you know, very heady ball player. And then, it, I mean, he made a play to the backhand side where he you know, didn't have enough time to make the throw, but just the fact that he got to the ball in shallow left center field in the deep by five, 5 hole was impressive. I mean, full extension laid out, got up, was ready to make the throw, decided to eat it because the runner was, you know, already about three quarters of the way to the base, but just a really impressive Baseball player who who I think is gonna have a chance to uh you know make his own name there at Olu.
1: Yeah, I was really impressed with his BP. I mean, you know, he's a switch hitter, and you know, I, I think he's more advanced from the left side, but the right side wasn't that bad either. He he was you know pounding balls from that side too, and defensively, I mean, it was it was those, those fundamentals that you you see out of these young guys coming out of the Trinity League. They just you know they field the ball in the right way, you know, displaying that glove early, working in rhythm, and getting off those good throws and no, he's going to be a guy I think will get a chance to to get some playing time at Olu. Obviously they're you know loaded again, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got some good a you know good amount of abs this year.
0: Yeah, he, he's definitely going to be in contention for that. Another guy who I think is going to be in contention for playing time in a Trinity League team is Jordan Marion and Jay Sarah because Joey, we saw him at our tournament during the summer. I I really liked him there. And then he comes out to the underclass games. And after every at-bat, I just kind of flashed you a look like, dude, he did it again. I mean, this guy just squared up baseballs time and time and time again. I think he had four hits in his four plate appearances, if I'm not mistaken, at least three. Uh, You know, I mean, the arm plays on the infield at 78. I mean, he's got great range to the left and the right. You know, he made the backhand plays no problem uh, you know, 95 mile an hour exit below during BP. I, I mean, this guy is going to battle, uh, on what is an absolutely loaded Jay Sarah team. Uh, you know, I think he's going to make it difficult for coach K to keep him out of the lineup and, and out of, out of the, uh, you know, the defensive lineup too.
1: No, he was one of my favorites too. And I'm happy you brought him up because he was really fun just to talk to in the dugout. And he's a competitor. He wanted, you know he tried to get me to fit him into more ABs wherever I can it's like where can i get an ab here or there um, and just in terms of the bat talent i mean he takes violent hacks at the plate and you can hear him he he he's you know huffing and puffing after each hack cuz you know he doesn't want to get cheated up there and you no know, he there was one ball that he hit where um i thought I was going to leave the yard at one hop the the right center field wall and you know I had to be you know 100 plus off the bat cuz it was on a line and i mean i think you know, he was at this event this time last year, and obviously, you know, he was one of the standouts last year, but it just seemed to be everything, you know, just a tick below what you would want. But the athleticism and strength and, you know, he's even, you know, I think probably gained like three or four inches in height. Like everything just seems to have become very, he's grown into his body, uh, and that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, six foot 185 with that athleticism, you know, that's kind of what you look for, right? I mean, and he's got a frame that's going to add some more weight. And, you know, he might grow another inch or two before it's all said and done. And, you know, it's easy to dream on him being, you know, six to a buck, 95, 200 pounds by the time he graduates high school. And it's a lean 185 right now, which is, you know, makes it all the more exciting. And again, like you said, another switch hitter, um, you know, did it from both sides of the plate and BP and did it from both sides of the plate in the game, uh, which was which is you know, really, really exciting. And uh, it's a guy with a the, with the bright, bright future there at, at J. Sarah and, and in the Trinity League. And another guy uh, with a bright future down in South County is a familiar name to those that follow baseball here in SoCal. And uh, at least the last name is and catcher, Jarrett Sable out of uh, Aliso Miguel.
1: Yeah, um, Jarrett, I'd say, and just, you know, hanging around all the guys at the field that day, he was probably the most feared hitter uh, that we had out. I mean, he stands a strong six one two oh two. 202. It's really physical. And, like, everyone kind of paused and and focused in on his BP because, you know, his swing is violent, where, you know, most of the contact he was making was, you know, hard and loud. The blast metrics were all above average in almost every fast in terms of, you know, the bat speed, the rotational acceleration, and, you know, the on-plane efficiency, which, you know, are the blast big three. And, you know, he had two knocks, line drive knocks in game. I think it was. They were both too, you know, to right field, just getting out in front. You know, these these mid 80s arms that we had were no problem for him. And um, the catching skill set, you know, showed pretty well too. Um, I believe he threw out a base runner or two during the game. The blocking and receiving looked solid as well. Kind of the game management skills as well. And he was just a fun kid to be around. I mean, every time I kind of, you know, looked over to him, he always had to seem always seem to have a smile on his face and kind of just truly enjoying being on the baseball field with a bunch of other studs. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to continue to, to watch what he's going to be doing in at least in a gal and I, I don't think he'll be uncommitted for too long last no <laughs> no I, I
0: i can't imagine that being the case for sure and you know i'm glad you mentioned the uh the defensive skills because uh you know the catch and throw is good the arm strength you know there's there's some area for improvement there but you know you talked about the game management and you know that's kind of the the cool thing about standing behind the pitchers calling balls and strikes is that you get to see what they're calling right and, and it seemed like he was always ahead of one pitch ahead like thinking one pitch ahead in terms of setting up the hitters you know he, he would call it you know a change up low and in uh, then he would follow it with an elevated fastball or you know a, or a slider away and then come in with the fastball nothing was ever you know consistently down the middle obviously when we got into the fastball only counts after a walk um, you know he's pretty limited there but even then he would mix up the location so really cerebral guy you know obviously brother Blake is playing pro ball now his oldest brother played some pro ball as well in the Met system. So, um, you know, he, he's a very, very smart catcher behind the dish. And I think he's going to have a chance to, uh, uh, you know, potentially uh, be, be the best of the three, which is saying a lot.
1: That is saying a lot. And um, <laughs> we're going to talk about some other catchers, I think, today. I think you got a couple that you want to talk about. But Dolan Mayer, who was a 26 catcher, I thought also with the things that you just said, spoke, like you can say the same thing about him. I mean, he showed really well behind the plate. I know you you really liked what you what he had to what you saw from him on Saturday. Dude,
0: Joey, I, I think it was because guys caught you know the two innings with the pitcher would take a break. They would come back with a different pitcher. I think it was I think it was his second inning when I you know I walked over to you. And I'm like, dude, I love this guy behind the plate because I mean he's a smaller frame guy, five nine, a buck fifty five, only a freshman. Uh, but you know it's one of the better catching skill sets we've seen. The catch and throw is outstanding. The receiving, the blocking is really good. All of his throwdowns are, are, you know, on the second base side of the bag, if not right on top of the bag. The exchange is really quick. It, what I really liked is its quickness out of the crouch, and he gains ground towards second base. You know, he had, I mean, for a, for a guy his size, he had, you know, a max exit below of 86 miles an hour, which is pretty impressive. It's a smaller frame just in stature because it's it's – Fairly strong for you know a, a five nine hundred 155 pounder, uh, you know and you know the 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 bat on him was pretty impressive too. I mean he he put the barrel on a, on a couple of balls during the game and uh, it's a guy I can easily see you know potentially uh, midway through the season being the guy at Tory Pines uh, because the the catch and throw skill set is is really advanced for only a freshman.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think he had two knocks during the game play. He went right center, I-, I believe, with the line drive. And then he went down the left field line for a single as well. So against, you know, some really good arms that we had there. So which, you know, most of the arms that we had there, like our varsity level, you know, pitching. Like all the guys' arms, I think, can probably, you know, compete at the varsity level. So seeing that out of Dolan, you know, gives you the opinion that he could probably handle himself on varsity this upcoming season. And, you know, I've seen him a good amount, not just at our PBR events. I've been to a couple of, you know, the San Diego show tournaments, which is the child ball team he plays for. And the catching skill set has not disappointed me one bit in any of the games I've seen. And, you know, I agree with everything you said about him defensively. And, you know, another catcher who I think, you know, was right there in terms of Sable, in terms of what he did with the bat, was Jane Greer, who's, you know, another really talented underclassman (laughs) at Huntington Beach. I mean, I bet there's like, Fifty of them over there, but you know he was real. I really liked what I saw from him, and I know you you really liked what you saw from him too.
0: Yeah, I mean, how loaded is Huntington? Be my goodness, <laughs> Gee, Jiminy Christmas! These guys are going to be so dang good in the next five, six years. It's unbelievable. But I know, yeah, Greer. Uh, you know, again, another you know stout, physically put together catcher, third baseman. Uh, you know, we're going to kind of focus on the catching here because uh, similar to Mayer. Uh, you know, we had a number of catchers there, you know, being behind the, being behind the mat, you don't get to see their numbers, obviously on the back of their jerseys. And I think it was, uh, after his first inning, I'm like, Joey, who is that? And you're like Greer. And I'm like, Oh dude, love that guy. I mean, you know, two Oh nine to two one pop times, uh, during the workout, uh, in game on the throwdowns. I had him as low as two Oh four. Uh, you know, it's 71 mile an hour arm behind the plate already. He's pretty physical at 160. He's a strong 160, you know, 88 mile an hour exit below. Uh, But again, the catch and throw uh, is really good, but it's just the fundamentals. You know, his blocking, uh, we saw a lot of balls in the dirt on breaking balls and, you know, his blocking was really impressive. The transfers are quick. Uh, you know he, he stays he keeps the ball close to the ear it 's not you know way flailed out uh, you know gains ground when he gets out of his crouch and it 's just another guy that that just kind of moves with a sense of urgency on uh on the baseball field you know he 's hustling to back up throws to first he's you know he 's kind of the leader behind the plate that you want he 's verbalizing outs he's you know he he was just really really impressive top to bottom for me and uh, and again, you know, he, he's going to he's going to battle for some time, I think, there uh, for Coach Maduro at Huntington Beach, who, you know, as we said, has got a, a you know loaded program and another loaded team. Uh, you know, I don't know where they're at with catching this year outside of Velasquez, who will probably get a lot of innings there. But, uh, you know, I think Greer is going to have an opportunity sooner rather than later to make a name for himself there.
1: Yeah, I was really impressed, though, with with the batless. I mean, his his A.B.'s were Really impressive. I mean, he doesn't have, you know, those loud, you know, blast numbers or track man number EVs yet, but the rhythm and balance and smoothness of the swing. I mean, he bared up three balls with ease, like easy on, you know, on time on the fastball. I, you know, he started off, I think he was our leadoff guy. To start mm-hmm. the game. And he started with a triple to the right center gap. And I was like, that's just a great way to get this thing started, <laughs> get this thing rolling from a, catcher. Actually, yeah, from a catcher. Yeah. And then, you know, he, I think he had another piece to dead center and then a uh, line drive to right. I'm like, i mean, like, this kid can really swing it. And the BP was also, you know, just easiness line drives to the whole field. And when, when you see those, that type of swing out of a, you know, a 25 incoming sophomore, like you, you trust that the the strength will come. They run a really good development system over at HB. So I'm excited where he's going to be by the time he's a junior and senior.
0: Yeah. And that's coming from the left side too. I don't know if we mentioned that as a a left-handed hitter, you know, he showed the ability to not only pull with some power, but go the other way with some power, as you mentioned there. And, and, you know, that's an important note there. Uh, You know, another guy who, who, just, I mean, this guy showed off in every facet, right? Whether it's running the bases, whether it was barreling up balls or whether it was throwing gas, you know, on the mound. And that's Chris Romo at a Roosevelt high school. I know a guy that, that you're really high on.
1: Yeah, he was, he was probably the most excited guy I was, you know, there to see on Saturday. I mean, I was, I was telling you about him, you know, a couple of days before the event. I'm like, we're going to make this kid famous. We're going to make this kid famous. Um, <laughs> And it was kind of like a weird story with how I met him. It was at some random tourney down in San Diego in Poway where I, I was there to see the San Diego show, which was, you know, you know what, what Dolan was playing for, Dolan Mayer, and a couple other guys we had out there um, on Saturday. And they were playing this California gold team. And the San Diego show was kind of, you know, giving them a run for their money. But, you know, this kid Romo hits a homer to dead center. And I was like, oh, Jesus. And then, he, <laughs> and then he played a really good third base, making a couple diving plays. And then, you know, I introduced to my, I introduced myself to him after the game. I told him about the event, you know, I ended up getting him there on Saturday. And I think in every facet of the technology to just the eyeball test, he was, you know, he was a dude. I mean, he he ran our, I think the second best 60, which was a 6.88. You know, he was our best jumper. I think he had a 34 inch vert, was up to 86 on the mound with a really good sweeping slider and then in, in gameplay he found three barrels <laughs> and one of them was the inside the park home run where he was kind of able to show off that speed and i don't know where you know he's gonna he's gonna end up being I, right now you know with the athleticism you don't decide because he's a he's a stud on both sides but mm-hmm. it was kind of that coming out party for him and you know I, i'm already getting some texts about him and i'm sure a lot of coaches are going to be reaching out to me and you about him in the next couple of days and weeks
0: yeah, the the thing the thing that really impressed me was the speed on the bases because that inside I think he had a triple also, if I'm not mistaken. Um uh, that, that that inside the park, Homer, Joey, he was around second base when the the center fielder picked up the ball. Uh, you know, and yeah, and you know, by the time by the time the ball got to the cutoff man, he's already around third, you know, by about ten fifteen feet, and uh, you know, by the time the throw got there, he's already walking into the dugout. I mean, it was it was impressive. I mean, the way he was gaining ground, you know, running those bases. Uh, but you know, again, standing behind the mound, uh, watching his arsenal uh, was was really impressive. You talked about that sweeping slider. It was. It was filthy, man, and, and I don't have the the track man data in front of me, but I mean that thing moved a good you know foot and a half off the plate. You know he would start at middle in, and it would just end up in the left-handed hitter's batter's box to righties, and and, and you know guys are just fanning at it, right? They're just they're waving and waving to it as it goes by, but uh, he was really impressive.
1: Yeah, and you know when you when you have these young guys out there, you usually see at these events like one of like it's either they're really skilled and the athleticism isn't quite there or the athleticism the is there and the skills aren't quite there. But, you know, seeing him have that combination of both where the, the skills are very advanced and the athleticism is very advanced, like that's the type of guy I think as a college coach, that, at least if I was a recruiting coordinator, I'd jump on immediately. And um, another two-way guy that I know you really liked, that I really liked was, you know, Paul Dominguez over at La Mirada. We both saw him in you know, a good amount. I think I saw him at a, at a tourney Early in the season, and then you got to see him at Boris, I believe. But mm-hmm. he was a guy that no, we were really excited to get out there, and I know you love what you saw from him.
0: Man, th- this guy, the thing that impressed me the most with Paulie was like how cerebral he is. Right, he's not the loudest guy. He's not gonna, you know, be. You know the guy that everybody kind of circles around because you know they're loud and goofy and whatnot. But uh, this is a guy. I mean, he was on the mound. He's telling me where he's throwing pitches. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, Coach, two seam away, and I'm like, yeah, right. Boom, two seam away gets you know a called strike right on the black, and you're just like, okay. And then he comes back, All right? You know, slider in, and he would you know start the slider at the guy's kneecap, and then you know cuts across the heart of the plate, and you know guys are bailing, and it's like holy smokes, like th- this dude just gets it, right? I mean, he was up a-, a little over 87 on the fastball. The slider was just, you know, wipe out at 74, 76, you know, and oh, by the way, then, you know, 92 mile an hour exit below with the 70 mile an hour bat speed. He had a ball up the middle that, you know, damn near took my head off, um, you know, just barreled this thing back up the box. And, you know, he's just an impressive athlete. And, and the, you know, one of the things that impressed me the most is, you know, he's, he looks like he's taking his physical conditioning pretty serious. Cause when we saw, you know, this year during the spring, you know, he looked a little chubby, a little chunky and, you know, he's slimmed down. He's starting to lean out a little bit more. Uh, and, and this is a guy who was a long beach state commit, you know, has since decommitted. Uh, I know uh, like, like we were talking about uh, Romo, uh, you know, I've had about four or five different coaches reach out to me about him uh, since the event, you know, same with Romo. And it's just kind of like, man, this kid's future is really, really bright. Both. I think both on the mound and at the plate, you know, he'll do both for La Mirada here the next three years too.
1: Yeah. You know, like he, he carved up, I think he was, you know, besides Grayson who we'll we'll get into in a little bit, probably. uh, Paulie was probably the most dominant guy we had out there on the mound. I mean, Pitchability is there. The, the, the secondary stuff is there. The Velo is obviously there. And, you know, we probably knew this going in because I think we were both there during Boris when he, he carved up Olu um, mm-hmm. in relief. And it was like, yeah, that, Olu is probably the best lineup in the state last year. And seeing him <laughs> as a freshman carve them up was was something kind of special to, to see. So, no, I'm all in on Polly, and I'm excited to see, you know, where he's going to be this next spring and the next couple of years as well.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's he's gonna have an opportunity to uh, uh, have a pick of different schools, you know, because yes. he he's that talented. And, and another guy who uh, I was just fired up to watch pitch, uh, the Snake Man, Max Snakeborg, out <laughs> at of a, out at of San Marcos down there in San Diego. Uh, you know, only a twenty six, but uh, I think you made the comment to me, you know, this is a kind of a prototypical. Uh, Santa Barbara arm, right? I mean, he's just the tall, lean, you know, lanky guy, six three, a buck fifty five, um, you know. And, and I, I, I saw him throw, I think, two warm up pitches, and I said, man, this guy reminds me of Von Major, uh, you know, and it, kind of the same, same frame, right? Six three, about, you know, Von's a little bit heavier, probably about one seventy now, uh, but I mean, similar delivery, similar action on the ball. Uh, what do you got on Snake?
1: Yeah, I was about, just about to say that the Vaughn major, it just screams <laughs> it just screams Vaughn major. I mean, I think Max is probably a little taller than what Vaughn was as a freshman. That super lean 6'3", 155, you just, you know, you, that's going to fill in. And uh, he, he he hit well and showed, you know, those solid fundamentals defensively. But the upside just seems to be all about, you know, him on the mound. The arm is pretty quick. The pitch AI shows that, that we got on him. Got up to 83 and you know show really good flashes of the secondary stuff. You know, it's not, you know, fine-tuned just yet, but you know, when he shows those flashes as a freshman, um, he's he has time to continue to develop those things, but the mechanics in the arm action are super clean and super under control. Um, and he seems like he knows what he he's doing out there, which is obviously good to see as a freshman. And I think he's just one of those arms that, you know, a coach goes out and sees him play and pitch and you bet on him early because of the huge projection, the upside that he has.
0: Yeah. And you, you know, you talked about him going, you know, touching 83, but I'll, I'll tell you what, Joey, the swing and miss. And just, uh, just like, you know, the other pictures we were talking about there it didn't look like anyone could get comfortable in the box because it's six three, one fifty five. It's all arms and legs coming at you. There's a little bit of funk to it. He hides the ball. Well, and, you know, he just set hitters up, him and his catchers just set hitters up perfectly, right? I mean, they would come inside, outside, up, down, uh, and just, I mean, he, he would, you know, he would throw a ball, and he'd kind of turn around and give me a little smirk, you know, and or I'd call a ball, you know, on a borderline pitch, he'd kind of give me a little smirk, and, uh, you know, and then, uh, he, you know, he kind of had that little bit of that attitude, you know, when he, when he knew he got a guy on strike three looking, you know, he kind of trot off the mound fix that hair he's got coming out of that hat, you know, and, and just kind of smile at me, you know, and just a, a phenomenal personality, man. I, I love this personality more, more than anything too. So I think he's a guy whose uh, future is, is incredibly bright and, you know, only a freshman there at San Marcos. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if he's able to work himself into the rotation there for uh, Coach Dupac at San Marcos. And, you know, a guy that, that, that we saw on the varsity last year, uh, for his school as a freshman, only a sophomore now. And you had the, the opportunity to have him out with us at the future games. Uh, Grayson Bowles, uh, the first thing I said to Grayson was like, holy smokes, dude, how much weight have you lost? Because, I mean, he looks like that's starting to come together for him. I think he said he's lost somewhere about 12 pounds. He's leaned out. Um, you know, he's added some, mass, some strength there. And, uh, you know, man, it, boy, did it show in everything he did.
1: Yeah, it's it's been really cool to see Gray's development. I mean, the first time I saw him was I think back in January at a fall game at Otay Ranch, and he was like 83, 84. You know, posted the pitching video on him, and then I think you texted me immediately after, and you're like, "Oh yeah," because <laughs> the body was obviously very interesting. The arm obviously looked very quick, and then I think you texted me futures question mark, and I'm like, "Yep." And yep. <laughs> then got that confirmation. I think we both saw him at least, you know, I think I saw him twice during the season because I was spending most of my time in San Diego. You saw him once at, at uh, Boris. But, you know, at, during season, then he was, you know, 85, 86, you know, touching some sevens here and there. And then, you know, officially gave him that invite to Futures after that spring season. And then Futures, he came in two shutout innings, struck out five, five guys up to, you know, 88, 89. And then, you know, we saw him this past Saturday and he reached a new high, he hit that 90. And, he, you know, after he hit the 90, after that half inning, he came to me, he's like, did I hit Did I hit a nine? He's like, I'm like, yeah, you did. He's like, hell yes. So oh, wow. you know, he's obviously been, you know, developing very, very rapidly on the mound. You now that's, you know, five to six miles per hour within, you know, nine months. And obviously he's, he's putting in the work to do that. Um, the, the breaking stuff too has also, you know, developed since that time. You know he's throwing it harder and sharper. Um, that changeup he threw, there was this one changeup I think that you posted on Twitter uh, that just dived in on the right-handed hitter. It was at 81, and you like to see that changeup being you know thrown hard like that. The slider was sweeping off the plate. Um, it, he, I think he struck out five, six, five, six batters of his of the of the eight that he faced. It was dominant, and he he hit well, pretty good in BP. He probably could have told you that he probably would have you know, he wanted to do better during the gameplay, but no, he'll be, he'll be playing, you know, getting a good amount of ABs for San Augustine this next spring. But the way he's been developing on the mound, it's, it's, it's something else less.
0: Yeah, it it, it really is. I'm glad you brought up that changeup because when he threw that, the first thing I said to him he, you know, grabbed the ball was walking back to the rubber. I'm like, that was dirty. And (laughs) And you know, and he just, he just had this giant grin on his face. I'm like, dude, trust it. Throw, keep throwing that thing. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, he only threw a couple more of those. But I said, man, that was that, that if he can dial in that pitch, Joey, and go to pair it with that slider and with that 90 mile an hour fastball, I mean, you're talking about a true three pitch mix as a sophomore, uh, you know, on a six, four, 190 pound frame. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, I've received several Text messages and calls for us since we put out that video, uh, you know, and I'm sure you will too, or if you haven't already, uh, about bulls because, yeah, yeah. I mean, how could you not, right? I mean, it's, if you're a college recruiter, you see a sophomore that's six four, 190 pounds, it's touching 90 with two two other really cool quality pitches, uh, you know, that's that's hard to you know walk away from. But uh, you know, here's a guy who who he, he just. I think he's starting to love the work that goes into being a really, really good player. Um, And I think that's what's going to separate him here in the next couple of years as we move down the line. Uh, because, I mean, he, he's, he's got it all, right? He's got, he's got the physicality. It, you know, he seems like he's got the work ethic, as we've seen with his weight and his, his physical conditioning. Um, you know, he certainly has the support, you know, with the family, with the coaching staff over at Saints. Uh, you know, he's got everything in his corner right now, uh, you know, and it's just really exciting to watch.
1: Yes, definitely. And he's just a you know amazing kid to just talk to because, you know, he has that really good feel for the game. You know, he's been playing the game probably since he was little, but he's that student of the game that you like to see. And he's told me and I think he's told you he's trying to be you know as patient as he can with this recruiting process, which is mm-hmm. cool. Because, you know, in today's day and age, you see all these kids committing very early on when, you know, if you're a talent of his, like, you don't have to worry. Like they will have the scholarship for you at the time that you're ready you know so it's been cool to see how he's been through this whole process
0: yeah you know that was one of the things he brought up or you know we you and i started chatting to him about some stuff there and and you know he he really expressed that you know i'm just doing my homework and doing my research and you know that like you said that that's really refreshing you know hey joey real quick guys that you know we weren't really planning on getting in too deep uh but you know certainly deserve a, a shout out for their performance uh you know we'll start with Murph uh Anthony Murphy we we absolutely love this guy uh, he's been to a couple of deals with us now uh 2026 outfielder at Corona ran a 686 which was the best time uh, that we had at the event uh you know 30 and a half inch vertical leap uh he squared up a couple balls in game i think he only had one hit to show for it but Again, his BP was just, you know, outstanding. Uh, we talked a couple of the 27s, Dorian Valencia. Uh, I really like Dylan Seward, man, the 27. You know, he's, he's, he's kind of on the smaller side, but he's one of those guys that faced uh, Grayson, you know, when he was touching 90 there, you know, and he fouled off a couple of 89s for a 27 to catch up to 89 and, you know, get a piece on that. I was really impressed by that. Yeah, uh,
1: he he he's going to be... I think by the time he's a he gets to high school, uh we're going to be talking about him as one of the best defensive middle infielders in the state cuz that's where I, it is right now in terms of the skills. Like it's just some smooth hands and smooth feet and you know once that strength comes in where the bat and the bat speed and the power like the power starts to show itself, like they'll there'll be a ton of coaches on him no doubt. He's just a 27 right now and he's on the young side, so Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, those loud moments and some of our, you know, events won't show up, but no, I'm excited about what Suey's going to be doing next couple of years for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, the other 27 I, I really liked was, you know, Brody Gomez. We had him at our rising stars games. I mean, it's just that he's just an athlete, uh, you know, who, who seems to be getting stronger and bigger. Uh, he's going to be going to a high school, uh, you know, and, and the other guy, the 25 that I really liked out of San Diego classical Academy was uh, Dylan Perry, Joey. Uh, it seemed like every time he came up, it was just a really quality at bat. You know, he, he battled up there, he'd spoil pitches, you know, he got a couple of hits in the game and you know, it was one of those deals where I would just kind of flashy that look and you know, you'd give me your little, yep. Told you <laughs> kind of look, uh, uh, you know, I, I was really impressed with him. Mark Emmerman over at Miracosta, I liked quite a bit, you know, the Clark twins over at Servite. I mean, uh, Cole Clark, we didn't even dive into him. Another guy at Huntington beach that had a really, really good uh, day for us. Uh, I mean, it was just, again, just a, a loaded of oh, Owen bone out of Huntington beach is, you know, middle of a football season. And, and he showed pretty well for himself too. Uh, just a, uh, just a really impressive, uh, you know, out day altogether.
1: Yeah. I mean, it w- it was awesome to see and it's it's been awesome to see some kind of kind of the you know the post event stuff you know we're going to start rolling out here and like people all these you know coaches are going to see how how you know, good these players are in terms of an athletic standpoint and a skill stand- standpoint um and i think a lot of these guys um are going to be getting some you know some college you know some real college attention and then you know not too uh you know not too soon
0: yeah yeah absolutely well joey thanks again uh- for joining me. This uh, puts a wrap on the SoCal underclass games. Joey and I will be back to uh, break down the SoCal pro case in our next episode, where we'll talk about a number of players that stood out there. So for uh, Joey Cohen, I'm Les Lukacs. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, we'll see you at the yard.